You're listening to Season 5 of Views from the Bridge, your second favorite podcast about the Philadelphia Union. Views from the Bridge is part of the Beautiful Game Network. For soccer writing, content, and other information, check out bgn.fm. Now let's get right to it. Do we want to be a good team, or do we want to be f***ing great? Uh, this still works, right? Yeah, I think, I think we're good. Is this thing on? Is it, is it, are we here? Okay. Hello. Uh, hiya. Welcome to season checks notes. I had four, four. How long have we been doing this? It's Three? been four years now. Four? Is it four? It feels I, yes, longer. It's, well, it's hard. It's hard to tell. Between between the four of us, you know, the union have just kind of existed in a bubble since they didn't. So it's tricky to kind of figure out times. And then you know, like twenty twenty is a blur for reasons that we won't get into. Um, hi, views from the bridge. That's right. It's your second favorite Philadelphia Union podcast because we don't know if we exist or not uh, half the time. We give you great soccer coverage, maybe, and we give you existential crises, definitely. Uh, I'm your host, most of the time mathematically proven to be, at least. Evan Valala, good to see you, good to be seen, all that fun stuff. Uh, whole gang is here, obviously. Um, he doesn't have his full setup, but he's wearing a shirt that kind of makes him look like he could host Blue's Clues. It's Truck Booth. <laughs> Visual uh, or an audio right off the I mean, bat. Yep, Thank I... you. I am. Unfortunately, this was one of the reasons why I bought this shirt from Target. Um, but yeah, I uh, living out. I'm still in the process of moving, so um, I don't really have much of my desk. Just uh, the things that I put on top of it. Or your shirt collection. Oh, gray and greens never look so good, though. Uh, I do have my job. shirt collection. Damn. Hey, and that was only the we're second. Literally thing. here. Yeah, that's wow. Look in your closet. Could have. <laughs> I mean, it's basically an open hole in the wall. So. Oh. <laughs> um. Also, I guess for just more context, I am now back in Philadelphia. Um, about ten minutes from Paul on a scooter. That's good. Um, I don't know. Incorrectly guessing that Chuck doesn't have his whole shirt collection was maybe the second just get to biggest the name that get to he's the name. received today, other than a sewing you needle through his foot. It is. It's. It's the uh, sporting director of Sporting Serotonin, uh, Ernst Tanner's favorite American. It's Paul Trino Jr. Uh, that is actually chairman and CEO now. I am on my Jeff Laurie arc. Uh, Sporting Serotonin is now an LLC. Could have and been we are, Yeah, we're excited to start partnering up with uh, people in the city. Uh, I'm living in Center City now, which is uh, chaotic, but fun. Mm. Having a good time. Uh, did pick up an electric scooter. Uh, and tonight in the city, I will be hosting a moment of silence for Matej Orovet's, uh contract, which expires canonically tomorrow uh, when we are recording this podcast. So if you want to join that, hit me up it, on not it, Facebook. going to be like a, like you're going to just do it like as a procession on your scooter. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to iron out the details after this podcast. Good. Yeah, you have I got some time. Four hours. 
Mm-hmm. Love cramming. And it's the glue that holds us all together. If you're sitting at home or in your car or in your car at home, uh, hopefully not for batteries. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're wondering, and you're wondering, why does Justin still do this? So does he. It's Justin Ashcraft. Yeah, I'm not sure. Actually, uh, okay. I just I just looked during all of this introductory mess, and uh, we are on season five of Jesus. Views from the Bridge. It has oh. been so, welcome, welcome into season five of welcome Views in. from the Bridge. Off to a hot start. Um, and speaking of um, hot, goddamn. Okay, sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. Let's go. You want to um, warm up here? Yeah, yeah. The Philadelphia Union uh, brought in a bunch of players that are going to do things, presumably this year. Hope, hopefully, uh, I guess in order of getting signed, Andreas Pereira was the first one from Orlando. Oh, was City? he the first? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Was first. Yeah. December sixth yeah. was when that all went down. Um, eight hundred up to eight hundred and fifty thousand in general allocation money. Um, split up over two seasons, uh, seven fifty, and then there's a hundred thousand in in uh, conditional um, percent of things. Uh, twenty two years old, signed through twenty twenty five with a team option for twenty twenty six. Uh he did some work against us last year. Yeah, it's always a fun place to navigate that when you're like, oh, I used to hate this guy, and now I gotta like him, and then you like him after one game, and you're like, hmm, maybe I didn't hate that many people, actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, this is a... It's an in, interesting signing, one that Orlando would actually let him leave, considering they need all the help they can get. And just that the union are getting a midfielder that can play kind of anywhere they need him to. And only being 22, like being in so many competitions, it's just great to have a guy like that, especially since um, literally any day between now and the end of the summer transfer window, one to two midfielders could depart the team at any time. So you need to be ready, and Prairie really does let them do that. Yeah, and I think the the important thing with I think almost any signing right now is that you're not breaking the bank, and like that could be really easy for the union at this point to go out and like spend money uh, based on the money you have coming in. I mean, you 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 have the packs money, you have the Mark McKenzie money, you have the Brendan Aronson money. Still, a lot of that is still sitting around, uh, presumably. And uh, it'd be easy to go out and just, like, break the bank for uh, whatever. But uh, it seems like the union are being smart, and they're getting a guy who's versatile and can play a lot of positions. And when you have a diamond midfield uh, who kind of – who at least three of them really need to be able to play kind of – box to box uh in a lot of ways prayer is a guy who fits pretty well yeah helps with that whole load management thing too especially with champions league this year and then it's the league's cup right which is a whole other 
like weird thing that's just more games on top of more games on top of more games depending on how well you do in in champions league and then the open cup exists and, and it's just a whole like obviously the union did well last year to kind of manage that but they're i mean it's it's every team in, in basically north america is going to be playing more games this year just by default so i think it's good that they were able to bring in and we'll talk about the other two guys, but like the people that they brought in, it's clever that the way that they did it. And I think in some ways it kind of caught a lot of people off guard. Um, And it seems like the guys that they brought in aren't just kind of your typical depth, you know, not to slag off two organizations, but like Nashville, St. Louis kind of level guys. I mean, you could look at the, um, what what some teams do every year, which is bring in Kai Kamara. And it's just like, mm-hmm. these are just like these MLS moves that are all very lateral and kind of like just to sell a Jersey at some point. And I know I, sh- all... I still wouldn't, wouldn't have been disappointed yeah, with Kai Kamara as forward three. I know we still have a very good option that we'll talk about there, but <laughs> there's a reason why he keeps getting signed by teams. Yeah. I know it, it's just, it's like that seems to be the moves people go in for, and there seems to be battles there. Whereas it seems like Ernst is a ter- is approaching teams and is like the only guy who is approaching these teams about these specific players and somehow working out these deals. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what's like really interesting about it to me is that these inner MLS moves are relatively off the radar until it's too late. Like, by the time that people catch any wind of it, he's like, no, it's done. He's in. And that's just kind of been the case because Philly has shown how strong it's been the last, you know, two and a half seasons. They're consistent. Their project works. They know how to They know how to do it in this league. Yeah, it's very weird that sporting directors around the league actually talk to him. He's such a nice guy. I would listen to what he said on the phone, even if he was trying to fleece me. Yeah, I mean, unofficially, but like, that's all right. We'll put a label on someday. It's got to be somewhat true. Um, Hey, speaking of forwards, um, Joaquin Torres just kind of, this is, I don't, especially after Carranza last year, if Philly comes to you and goes, Hey, that attacking guy that you're not using, I would just be like, I'm I'm so good. Thank you. Um <laughs> Joaquin Torres, uh 25-year-old Argentinian for also somewhere up to eight hundred thousand dollars in general allocation money. It's two hundred and fifty this year, two hundred and fifty next year, and up to three hundred in performance bonuses. Um played for old boys in Argentina, was with Club de Food Montreal. Oh wait, sorry. Are they Montreal Impact again? Uh, what are they now? No, they just changed their logo for the 18th time. Yes, CF yes. Montreal. <sighs> I hate everything. Um, <laughs> just like why? Nope. Don't don't. We have a job gonna, to do here. I know. I know. I, I know, know the logo is bad, but we move on. No, I like the new one. No, nope, okay, all right. The okay. can of worms is closed. I know. I know. I know. Okay. So anyway, we don't talk about us. a team from Canada. So. All right, fine. Um, he can play. He's primarily a number 10. Jim Curtin threw some names around, let me tell you, uh, about this guy. Enlighten <laughs> that was me. kind of alarming. 
Um, but he can also play up top. Um, so we'll see. What were the comparisons? It was, um, Lucho Acosta was one. And then who was the other? No, it wasn't Maxi Morales. It was like Lucho Acosta and then another, I'm just going to say like a Lucho Acosta type. That pause is actually for our viewers to shout it at their phones. and Oh, good, and good, good. Yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And guess what, guys? <laughs> we didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anyone know? Are we good? We'll Let just, us we'll know in the doing. comments below. Yeah, at VFTV pod, get mad at me. Um... <laughs> this signing's absurd. Like, Chuck. If the, I mean, no, if there's any team that needs all the help that they can get, yes. it's Montreal. And that's like, funny because you I'm... just said that about Orlando as well. <laughs> but no, Montreal's worse. I, Montreal no, is worse, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, like Orlando just needs depth in their midfield. Montreal needs everything. Mm-hmm. Like looking at that team's roster, I'm convinced that they're trying to not win games this year. And there's no benefit of tanking in MLS because, like, the, the first-round draft pick isn't the greatest prize you can get like other sports. Um, so it just makes no sense why Montreal would offload, like, anyone with talent anywhere. Yeah. Um, but their loss is the union's gain, yeah. especially since um, this does potentially open up formations that have a winger in them yeah oh that's the other thank you it was Ilsenio what he he mentioned Ilsenio so he's a Lucho Acosta Ilsenio type (laughs) kind of yeah he he to be fair Curtin also compared him to Roger Torres so well I think that was just because they're related no, they're not. <laughs> Did you oh really God. just say that with no conviction um, or information whatsoever, Evan? Well, yeah, because I knew I was wrong. Yeah, but exactly. He knew he was wrong. For the, not, for, for the bit, it was good. I don't think it was. Anyway. <laughs> I, I thought it was just Agree, agree to disagree. No, no, I mean, I... <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Uh... I don't know. I don't, well, I don't even know where I was going with that. I was just formations he, with a winger type. He had com- he had compared him to yes, he had compared him to some good dribblers in the past of of Roger Torres and El Cineo. and I do think uh, uh, there is going to be some value in having a guy with some creative ability uh, mm-hmm. who's not thirty six. 38 whatever else he <laughs> yeah, is at this point um, who can actually come on and play yeah more than uh 30 minutes at a time uh and i think like you know there there are going to be there are going to be some new challenges this year i think of teams parking the bus and sitting deep on us and yeah. making you know making the unit break them down and so i think you need a guy who can do that um not not that our current guys can't do that and not that you don't have good crossers of the ball to, to put balls in the box and all that kind of stuff. But if you just have another way uh, that that you can beat a team, uh, that's Especially if good. they can make that kind of switch on the fly. Like if they can integrate him into the current formation and then switch to something a little wider where it creates those one-on-one battles. Like 
go ahead, you're lined up with a right back and just go beat him and put your best cross in or take a shot. Like, I mean, not mm-hmm. since not since we had that beautiful man, El Sino, have we really had someone who we feel is that, like, lethal in those positions to beat someone with speed and footwork. I think a lot of the union's greatness is how they pass and how they move off the ball. Like, they're just so technically good at it. But this is, you know... Like I said, like you said, Justin, actually, another key to kind of unlock for this Union offense, which is just great. I mean, and the Union have a lot of speed. I mean, that's not that's not your problem. And when you when you have guys like Ure and Gazdag, like Carranza, you're not struggling for speed. What you're struggling for is the creative movement yes. with the ball and the footwork yes. and all of that kind of stuff. That I think th- those guys. Those guys are great at straight runs and will get tons of one-on-one opportunities with keepers. But when you have three guys in front of you or two guys in front of you and you need to dribble around both of them, you need a different type of player. Uh. Also, when you look back at like last year, the one issue that was missing whenever Jack McGlynn wasn't on the field was any type of progressive passing from midfield. Um yeah. And being able to bring kind of like the opposite of what Gazdog brings as just being the ultra attacking shadow striker type 10 with now like just a trickier dribbler that's going to play and play balls in behind for the rest of the team. You It just really does help complete this roster with like actually having a tool for every team. The best Swiss, the best Swiss Army knives yeah, are the sure. one that have like thirty-seven attachments. <laughs> and we're not done. Nope. No. Uh, because I, I guess Inter Miami doesn't know the deal by it. Well, no, you know what? They figured it out a little bit better yeah, than everybody. Else. Just a bit. Uh two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. A 2024 natural first round draft pick, and then a little wrinkle here, which no one's tried this before, or no one's gotten us to read this before. The homegrown rights to Shander Borgelin, which, okay, for uh, Damian Lowe, um, who will be the new kind of, I don't know, first rotation center back, I imagine. Was that actually uh, true, or didn't we trade the homegrown rights at some point of Romero? Didn't Romero's homegrown rights deal. have to be traded away to LA? Um, to, uh, yeah, that was wasn't last season at LAFC. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um. Anyway, so that that'll be interesting. I guess the union did get a sell on for any fee for shit. I don't like what. Um. Uh, this gotta have yeah. insurance just in case. Yeah, but like who. I, that's just so bizarre to be like, okay, but if you guys make money off of them, like, you're going <laughs> to give us, like, 5%, right? <laughs> like, and the yeah, I mean, that's when you're just clicking deals and seeing there. what they accept. Right? Yeah, basically. Um, anyway, anytime... I'll, I'll say this. I don't think, like, Damien Lowe is going to be, you know, uh, like, as good as Jack Elliott or anything, but he's not going to be, like, Aurelian Colin or Gucci Anyewu, sorry, uh, like levels of like, ooh, that's like a little bit desperate for like a, a bench fullback or a bench center back kind of guy. But like anytime you can put someone who has whatever 50, 
I'm assuming 50 or thereabout appearances with Andre Blake at the same time. That's a pretty good bit of business. Instant instant comfort. Like the adaptability is gonna Like yeah. just the chemistry no, that you're... no doubt about it. Especially given how Andre how loud he is and how well they need to move. Yes. Uh it it, it is pretty clutch. You know. It could have been the same level same level of skill with anyone would have felt like eh. But it's the it's the direct connection with Andre that just really does sweeten this up a bit. And for such a low price. Yeah, I mean, this yeah, is a guy that could yep. start for half the league. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing is you've got two defenders that you're also trying to bring through the system in Brandon Craig and, um, and uh, Sorensen. Uh, you have two guys that you're trying to bring through the system. I think bringing a, a guy who's been around a little bit, not that he's that old, but like bringing a guy who's been around a little bit uh, and to to continue to chat with. And, and again, not that Elliot and Glesnes can't do this, but a guy who's not on the field at the same time who can point things out to to yes. you know Brandon Craig and Sorensen yeah. and say, hey, did you see what Jack did there? There was a reason he got in that position or whatever, uh, I think is... You know, that's well, good stuff. And and I mean, so to your point, Justin, two things. There is many, 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 many professional soccer players that will not sure. get 50 national team caps. Yes. Like, that is an incredible amount of experience playing in a pretty good uh, region, too. Yeah. Like, that's, you know. Um, and then... Damian Lowe, I mean, 28 starts with Inter-Miami since 2022. That's a guy that can push Jack and Jacob, or if one of those guys needs a break or whatever, like, you got it. Here's a guy that has tons of club-level experience, tons of international experience, and then, yeah, can definitely at 29 be the elder statesman of the back line and teach Brendan Craig and, and Anton Sorensen kind of, you know, how to be better players and then definitely how to be better professionals too, which is, which is huge again. And there's guys on the team that do that already, but what's another one. Um, yeah. And then before people jumped down my throat again, this episode, I think Ernst Tanner got his first ever uh, <laughs> Reading United discount. <laughs> that might be true. I think I think when you put what the union have done over the off season, uh and then you throw in the three late in the season transactions of Odada, Aramayu, and Raffanello. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty and then you're keeping your core around like yeah. I mean yeah. you're keeping your core around like unless something I, happens in the next uh, Tur- uh, Turkish window stays open until eight. So there's <laughs> or still whatever, a chance like... of El Brujo going. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Yes. Right, but I think that's a that's a fairly. You got to say that's a fairly good off season to, yeah. how, you know, you made those three signings toward the end of last year that didn't see time at all, really, um, and then, and so you're integrating those guys. Plus, you have these. Three new signings, which are all 
really good signings and you keep your top what three scores around they got mm-hmm. and they drafted people um, yeah. it, it is funny it is funny that um this deal trades away their first round draft pick for next year after <laughs> ernst tanner finally selected someone in the draft um in holden trent who might actually have a place on this team at goalkeeper yeah i mean it's the equivalent like ernst yeah uh, trading away his draft pick after planning on using it is the equivalent of having a cigarette at the party and then giving that pack of cigarettes to someone else and saying, don't let me have any more. <laughs> but respect where it's due. It looks like he's going to get yeah, exactly what he needed right now, considering someone came knocking for <sighs> Mr. Free. Yeah. There's a New York joke here. I don't want to make it. It it makes me sad. Okay. That's all right. It's it's obviously sad, right? You know, like, you don't want to see a guy like Matt Freeze move along. But also, when you have the best goalkeeper in MLS... yeah, it's, but not to maybe start young keepers a move on rival that is clearly developing amongst New York City. That's the toughest part. He goes to Columbus. All right, whatever. Like Miami, okay, fine. Well, considering DC even like uh, all right. Yeah, Justin, go for it, sir. Well, I was just going to say, our other outsigning, I don't think that was the intention of the outsigning, or uh, that guy leaving, but yeah. he's also probably going to be starting for New York Red Bull since they <laughs> yeah, yeah, traded yeah. away all their attackers, you know? Um, I I will say, and, and this isn't like, I'm going to say this because I think Matt Freeze is going to do terribly, and I'd never wish that on someone who was all, just always a very kind person. Uh, and st- stupid tall. Um, I don't know. Those are my two takeaways. Very polite, tall. Um, <laughs> smarter than I am. Three. Uh, he's got to fill Sean Johnson's boots, though. And, like, that's... That's rough. Like, he goes from having to fill Andre Blake's boots, which is just the worst, to, like, <laughs> Sean Johnson, which is maybe the second or third worst. So, like, like yeah, it sucks to lose him, but, man, I don't think there's going to be anyone in either organization that's going to have time to think about, like, eh, well, you know, we could have maybe sold him to not New York City. It's just going to be like, okay, Matt's gone. Do we have Joe Bendick as our backup, or do we have a kid in the academy that can come up and, and fill? And then uh, for New York, it's Matt Freeze needing to get stuck in with New York City and learning how to play on a baseball field um, and trying to be the next Sean Johnson. Good luck. I'm, ex- I'm excited for him, though. I'm not excited for him playing for NYCFC, obviously, but I'm excited for him. He's a, he's a good kid that needs to play you know and i i felt bad for him sitting uh you know playing for philadelphia union two in front of 200 people uh on sunday afternoons um you know i'd rather see him playing you know somewhere that actually needs him i mean and i i think as a 
long time union fan uh you know it's still fun to keep up with mcmath and see what he's doing and mm-hmm. and you know the career he's kind of made for himself and I, I i know he got tossed around a little bit and then finally got his his spot but i hope the same doesn't happen for mm-hmm. free so yeah it's also funny that like not only is his job going to be hard enough um, filling in for John Johnson, but like um, NYCFC kind of got rid of everyone this off season and have added no one. Because um, Max Morales, Alex Collins, um, That's right, Johnson, right? yeah, Herber, like all. What, what happened to the rest of the? I, we'll probably end up having to break this down like a different podcast probably i mean that just makes more sense but like there's a bunch of teams in the eastern conference that like had some pretty good talent and some decent depth and that like just how many don't how, now how many starters from the new york city mls cup are left i believe it's two <laughs> it may have just gone down to one i, I think well yeah like people that started in that game, I think it was one. And when you look at their what the, <sighs> I, I mean, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> no, you're good. Sorry. I think that's the difference of. <laughs> I think it's the difference of the way the union does business and the way everybody else does business, right? And I think the everyone else comes in and they sign their three DPs at huge mega, and I know that doesn't hit the salary cap necessarily, but they sign their three DPs and then they don't have money to pay anybody else. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden people leave and they, they're trying to figure out what to do now where I feel like, you know, the union brought in uh, Carranza as a young DP who didn't count against the soccer. It wasn't that. And then played his way into a DP spot. And mm-hmm. then you have, God's dog who sort of did the same thing and, and obviously Ure as well. But um, I think it's like you, yeah, I think that's the difference of going out and saying, Oh, let's find a player from Europe who can come in and play for us and spend a bunch of money on that versus let's actually develop some young talent, uh, pay them lower wages because we can, and then ship them out for money versus let's pay the money to bring people in. Uh, not saying that's what happened to NYCFC, but I think NYCFC was falling apart anyway. So a lot of those guys were like, I'm out, <laughs> you know, uh, Toronto's building something again. That's why Sean Johnson's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to go over there and actually like, mm-hmm. do something. Um, And then, yeah, the other one uh, that went out and this was, this was a bit ago too, but uh, Corey Burke to Red Bull. Um, yeah, which actually, so he was a free agent, so there's no transfer fee involved here. Um, but the union declined his option, uh, after the season ended. And then I think, uh, I'll call it a couple weeks, two weeks later, maybe, um, late November, Red Bull picked him up for two years with an option for 2025. Uh, he's like the oldest player they've signed since like 2016 or something incredible. Like, they just don't sign dudes that are, are like, above 26. 
He's going to turn into Yazzie's Ardennes with a new team every year for the next five years. I hope not. I hope No, do you, boo? Go where you want. Go where your desires. Well, like not to not to dip in the into previewing Red Bull, but they got their guy mm. from Gremio. Yeah, um, Elias Manuel. So I don't know what their formation is going to look like, which is part of why I want to do the whole like let's talk about everybody else in the East thing. Yeah. Kind of yeah. um, when we know more about everybody else in the East, I think that's Absolutely. probably wise. Um, but yeah, I, it depends, and I mean it's a good move for Corey. It's a deserved move for Corey. Uh, gonna suck watching him either do the thing that he does against us or decline well um with their other signing of um the guy from belgium whose name Mm. i'm blanking on right this second um he probably still won't be a starter that's a shame not my horse i mean it's the best use of him but it's a shame Oh, what yeah, else we got? What, what, are the, what are the good good we have in Union Dome? Well, all I care about. Bill. Well, it's not all I care about, but all you care about. probably the thing I'm most excited about is that Jim's happy. He said yeah. he's happy. He's happy with the roster. Yeah, he's happy with the way things are shaping up. He's out here. So nobody mill. Then. Nobody knows about it because MLS teams are declining to do public preseason games anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what matters? But he's happy. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad he's happy. I wish I could be happy with him by watching preseason games, but you know they haven't lost yet. I don't, yeah, I mean they didn't up. even like they didn't even lose in preseason. I, I don't can't. Know. I want to. I want to watch some soccer. I'm like, who cares? I want to watch some <laughs> I don't soccer. care what, like, seven of your academy kids look like playing against St. Louis City SD. Like, just, just show me care. the training tops. I don't care. No one cares. Is this thing on? I care. Let the sadistic this... people that want to watch MLS preseason just do it, okay? Leave us alone. Funny, because the... <laughs> The Riverhounds, uh, the Riverhounds are playing Columbus tomorrow, I think, or maybe later this yeah. week. I don't remember exactly when they're playing, but like in their press release, they're like, uh, "The Riverhounds will finish this week by playing uh, the Columbus Crew in a closed door scrimmage on request of the Columbus Crew." Oh, like nice. it was, it was yeah, like, put them under the well, bus, baby. Cool. You're you're playing a freaking like USL team, yeah, and you don't want to like. Yeah, like what's gonna happen for you? I can't to wait show to see redact- redacted pass the ball to redacted. It's just ridiculous. The freaking teams from Europe play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like if I want to watch Trialis three play a diagonal to Trialis seven, like let me. Yes, Who please. Cares? Yes, please. You know. <laughs> well, and the freaking like Chelsea plays their whole preseason on ESPN, right? Yeah, in the United States, like why can't? We watched Columbus play Inter Miami on a Wednesday afternoon. Well, they are tenth in the Premier League right now, <laughs> so we might be right there. Uh, only other note of business I, I would like to point out 
that this was at the behest of Paul Katrina Jr. Uh, Matej Oravec's contract with the Philadelphia Union expires either today, today, I guess? Oh, yeah, we're recording this on Monday, January 30th. So, depending, it'll either expire... Well, it expires on Wednesday, I guess. Or Tuesday at midnight. I don't know how that works. But yeah, uh, I really just so Paul to wants to do an in memoriam, really good of times like on and off the field that Orvets provide for us. Good luck. So that was a great segment. Um, yep. I wanted you guys to bring up. Yeah, right. The well, I mean, hey, you know, we, did, we bought into the whole sexy I really season did. thing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who's trying to cut me off here? Justin? And what an awkward encounter it was. Uh, By all means. <laughs> but I think both I of just, us are. Well, it doesn't matter. I was just going to yeah. say, to finish it off tonight, I mean, like, how are you guys feeling overall? What do the union need to do to, like, I mean, obviously we'll dig into this as preseason goes on and we get closer. Yeah, to man, if only we can see what, those 20, first batch of games. Um, well, are we going to gloss over all those departure rumors? Nah. <sighs> we just gave a bunch of old I mean, we can, news sure. to people. You can who include that in how you're feeling us. about the season. And then we're just like, yeah, right, I just, the like, new stuff? I don't know, Chuck. Nah, like, if it... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We can, let's wait for the new stuff to happen. Well, just with I mean, with those three, um, tomorrow being we might European have to have transfer deadline episode. day. Uh, potentially um, for a Jose Martinez. could happen. Um, but yeah. About Jose potentially leaving? I don't know what to feel about that, right? Um, yeah. Like, especially Kai. There's been rumors about Kai for two years. I mean, here's the thing. Maybe these people could, like... I mean, there's been a rumor about Kai for so long. enjoy being in Philadelphia? If he leaves tomorrow, great, but... (laughs) They might... They might like the success uh, of Yeah, I mean, the Kai one is way more play. interesting Kinda and, like, confusing to me than the Jose situation. But regardless, it seems like Philly has a good, one of the best, even, cultures in this league that people are buying into left and right. And it doesn't seem to be very hard to see that they're setting themselves up for another run at the Cup. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, as of right now, Kai, um, Kai Wagner is the only person um, who's potentially on the move that this team could sell tomorrow, and yeah. I actually become concerned about the season because of their lack of a backup. Because um, I mean, any of the other stuff, it's just like, okay, we go to our second best of that position, which is still really good. Um, not the case with left back. Well, (laughs) 
I mean, I was going to say, like, if you want to listen to any of the current speculation about Kai Wagner leaving, just go and find Same people trying to get him the same price. Um, <laughs> because it's been the same. It's, I like. Well, like, like if I'm. Well, no, I, it's like um, Bologna came in now. Yeah. They're, they're new. And the only new wrinkle that, like, I, I just kind of, like, thought about, and I, hell, I probably said this in the last two years, like, if I'm sick of it is, like, a dude that watches the team and, like, maybe cares a little bit more than the average person, I don't know. Your mileage may vary on your opinions on that. But, like, you know, if, if we do this and I don't want to talk about it anymore, I can't fucking imagine Kai Wagner being like, oh, good, more... <laughs> Like, and again, and I, I for sure said this pretty much every week over the last two years. Credit the dude for just being like, oh, "I'm gonna go play soccer." Because, like, if that was yeah. me, I would just be like, "I like someone just tell me if I'm going or not, and then I'll do something." But until then, like, I'm I'm good. That's so anyway, about. all that to say, uh, Kai Wagner is a better person than I am. It's a long way to say that. Yep. Physically, mentally, and emotionally. You enter that tax bracket, man. It's probably better doing his taxes yeah. than I am. Shouldn't we do it? Oh, he has more money to work with. Is this podcast? I don't know. I think you just have a guy, you know. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna go grab my 10.99. Be right back. Uh, you guys. I think we should all release our tax documents. You're right. No. Full transparency. We are all going to release our tax documents and the rights and, um, to the and sign us for ten thousand dollars of GAM and a third round draft pick <gasps> in twenty twenty five. CJ Dos Santos somehow. <laughs> anyway, um, at VFTV Pod, if you want to talk about how much better you could do this than i do which is fair welcome back everyone um, welcome yeah. back see you in court your honor bye everybody that's it for another episode of season five of views from the bridge you can find us all over the internet facebook instagram and twitter at vftb pod did you enjoy the show and want to show your support there are two ways you can head to DesignTree at dsgntree.com slash bftb for our latest merch. Or buy Sabir at ko-fi.com slash bftbpod. Thanks for listening and your support. Views from the Bridge is a podcast of the Beautiful Game Network. For Evan Villela, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft, signing off.